Welcome to the Hopeful Homeschool Podcast. This is Episode 5. Hi, I'm Daisy, a first-time homeschooler. And I'm Rachel, a long-time homeschooler. And we believe that a hopeful homeschool is possible, even in the midst of a pandemic. We believe that you have been called to be your child's educator for such a time as this. We believe that you are exactly the parent your child needs in this unexpected season. We believe that you are living for an audience of one. We believe that we are not meant to do this alone, but in community. As you navigate a new way of doing school, we are here to remind you that you can teach your kiddos with a hopeful heart. So put on your headphones, grab your coffee, ignore the mess, and join us for a prayerful moment, a practical tip, and a hopeful preparation for the coming week. Welcome back to the Hopeful Homeschool Podcast. Hi, Daisy. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you, Daisy? Good. It's so good to be together again. Um, You know, we are grateful for the time that the Lord has given us together. We're grateful that He sits with us every time that we come together. And so today, it's with a humble heart. And with lots of struggle that we come to you this day to talk about a really important topic, really. It's a really hard one, and we are not going to attempt to cover it all in these short minutes together. But spiritual warfare is something that we really wanted to bring forth to the forefront so that you can be prepared. Yes. Yes. Uh, I wanted to, I guess I wanted to start with the fact that, um, that what you're doing um, in homeschooling your children in this season or schooling them at home, as the case may be, um, is something that is so precious uh, to the Lord's heart because family is a picture right, right. of how God loves the mm-hmm. church. Yeah. And so when um, you are spending that time with your children and you are investing in them, I think that I have seen um, whether you're a family that um, believes in Christ and follows him or not, um, because the family is such a picture of Christ's love for his church, um, the enemy is hates it, hates mm-hmm. what you're doing, mm-hmm. and um, you're going to see spiritual attacks. And Daisy um, brought this up the first time that I helped to volunteer for IF gatherings. Right. She leads IF table mm-hmm. um, here in Dayton. We've mentioned it a couple of times in previous podcasts. Right. Um, But when I was volunteering for If Gathering, Daisy brought up the fact at one of the very first meetings that we should be prepared um, for spiritual warfare. And um, to be frank, it was something that surprised me. I wasn't really expecting it, and I did not really take you seriously until I saw it start to happen. So can you um, explain 
what you mean and what you've encountered. Right. Um, when you're trying to do kingdom work mm-hmm. um, and the enemy is coming against you. Right. So I, I grew up um, in a Christian church, in a Christian family, and we, at an early age, started to understand that it was going to be important for us to know that spiritual warfare was something that when you are doing kingdom work, and that work is raising your kids and homeschooling them now, teaching them the Bible, being a family who wants to continue to grow together, continue to empower each other together, um, spiritual warfare was something that was going to come. And we just expected it. So my, my dad, when he started to work with the church and become an associate pastor, he just started to teach us that we were, go- we were going to be on the lookout for it as a family. And, you know, when you're little, you kind of pay attention and then you don't pay attention because things seem so surreal. But um, as I grew up, and I started to participate on my own as an adult, right, going to college or whatever, I remembered those times. And I remembered the times that as a family we experienced it. And then I would start to realize, oh, this applies to me too. Even when I'm not as part of this family and doing a part of this type of kingdom work, like starting a church or anything like that. And so... When I went into leadership, you know, for If Dayton, I started to notice things that were happening in our family every time that I was getting ready to plan the If Gathering. What, what, what did those things look like very specifically or vaguely specifically? <laughs> right. So I started to notice that in our case, things would happen like against one of my kids, right? One of my kids would get um, really anxious about everything or they would just get sick out of nowhere um, or more, I don't know, commonly, I guess I would say, my husband and I would just not be able to concentrate on being together um, on the same mind, on the same wavelength, whatever it was, we were constantly being pulled apart. And so I noticed, specifically for me, when I start to teach the Bible or put together a Bible study or lead If Gathering with If Dayton, I start to get into arguments with my husband over nothing, right? These are like null points. There's nothing even hanging on the balance. Um, But I've started to pray against them. So when I started to notice that, I used to get sucked in to these things. And I would then harbor this resentment or do whatever and try to get back or whatever it was. And in the meantime, would be very distracted from the work you were being called to do. Exactly. So then I started to recognize them, and then I started to pray against them. But one of the ways that I really fought against it was just asking for forgiveness 
right away. So now, even just this summer, as I taught with if, um, I'm sorry, with the date in the word, I recognized them right away and I would ask Josh for forgiveness right away instead of letting it pass, even hours, you know, from when it started. So then it just led me to know, okay, if I'm going to invite other people in to serve with me, then I need to let them know this is what's going to happen. It's happened too many times for it to just be coincidence. So as we embark on this really intense, all-consuming, really, work of homeschooling, we didn't want it to go too long before we brought it up just so that you could be prepared. Well, and and it's, it's probably been a few weeks um, that you, like us, have been homeschooling. And so um, not only um, do I expect that at some point you're going to kind of hit that hump, um, sort of the Wednesday hump. you know of the week but also uh you know a few weeks into your your schooling where um maybe the the glow of starting has started to wear off or you're encountering some more trouble than you expected or the vision you had in your mind doesn't look um the reality doesn't look like that vision anymore so you're having that happen but on top of that I think and Daisy thinks that there is there is something much more significant going on than just kind of the Wednesday hump. There is right. truly a battle going mm-hmm. on um, yeah. around us. Yeah, and you know, it reminds me of the verse in Ephesians, verse um, 13, 12, I guess it, it could start like 11, 12, and 13, and it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And when I think about that verse, I think about what's happening as we homeschool. You know, we are teaching our kids math and reading and science, but we are also teaching them how to live, right? We're teaching them how to be um, in a world that right now is very self-centered and um, a world that is vying for their attention at every move and how to be people who have their eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that in and of itself is enough to rile up all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. right, Um, to happen. And so when you start to see your child as the one you are battling, I see that as a red flag. Mm -hmm. I need to step back and remember that I am not wrestling against flesh and blood my children are not my enemy, no matter how crazy they're driving me today or how many tantrums they throw or how many meltdowns. They are a child of God who is created in the image of God. And so what I want them to know is that they need God and that they need Jesus as their Savior. So when I see them as that, I can take a step back and think, okay, what else is going on? It doesn't mean that we're always going to think about every single situation in life that way, 
but we know that there's always a claim that wants to be had on our souls. And so when we teach our children to fix their eyes on Jesus, then we're going to teach them where to go whenever they also come to these struggles and, and these battles um, of who to give their attention to or what to give their attention to or how to be satisfied and content in this life that they're living. But this is a really intense thing, mm-hmm. right? And so is homeschooling. And so we're already feeling drained. And where or how do we get refueled? I know that in episode, in episode four, we talk a little bit about ways to be present. Mm-hmm. And so how can we get refueled to be present? Because I think when we're drained, it's really hard to stay present, mm-hmm. especially in a battle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what do you think? I think keeping, um, I think just keeping this forefront and naming it and mm-hmm. recognizing that sometimes um, when our temper is flaring, um, you know, and, and um, speaking as a seasoned mom and homeschooler, I mean, I've... Um, certainly had those instances this week, <laughs> you know, <laughs> today, today, um, multiple times today. Um, but you know, where, where my temper is flaring, I'm dealing with my own sin. Um, but on top of that, I'm, I'm seeing other things happening, you know, issues with the car or finances right. Right. or, changes to the schedule or the routine or one of my children is out of sorts or like you've said my my there's something going on with my marriage that's unusual mm-hmm. or you know there are all these different things I think the enemy uses against us to right. try and yeah distract and waylay us and I think trying to keep forefront um and really name those things for what they are right is important but um before we started podcasting we were talking a little bit about different strategies for kind of preparing for this spiritual battlefield. Right. And we talked about quiet time Mm -hmm. being one of those things. And I'm not even in a season of super little ones anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to think that when I have, when I was out of the nursing infant stage, or I Mm -hmm. was out of the toddlers, you know, putting themselves in dangerous situations <laughs> all, the time. <laughs> all the time or, you know, if I didn't have somebody constantly on my hip or that once I was out of those stages, mm-hmm. oh, then I would have time. Right. Um, and I would be so good about rising early and I would sit down and I would do my quiet time. And I will just say that it is still a struggle for me Okay. Yeah. every day to get right. to the quiet time. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, you had I, I one of one of my strategies I had mentioned to you um was putting the book that I'm working through right now, which is the New Morning Mercies book, um just putting it next to my coffee. Because right. rarely do I skip my coffee, <laughs> you know, but I will skip quiet time. Right. But I won't skip my coffee. So I'm gonna I, I'm I'm putting my book there by the coffee. Right so next that I'm to it. I'm really trying to mm-hmm. put it in a place where this is a spot where I do take a minute. And right. Maybe I can get it. Mm-hmm. done then but you've had some you had some beautiful suggestions right and about I think quiet time yeah I think for me um I decided a long time ago and I think that's one of the things that you have to do is decide 
that it will not be a maybe and that it's not going to be a, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. You have to decide. Now, and I don't... Not a, not a thing that slips in your priority list. It right. has to, it has to be It a continues priority. to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I, if you follow me, you know, for a month, you're going to see like, oh my gosh, she's like amazing at it. No, it's not that. Mm. But that I've decided that every day, no matter what happens, if I get to the study that I'm doing or not, I'm going to listen to the Bible. So there's no ifs or buts about that. I'm going to do it. Um, and so it for me, it happens almost immediately as soon as I wake up. I don't want to hear anything else. I don't want to check my messages. I don't want to do anything else. I just get out of bed and I turn on the dual app and I just put it on whatever I'm listening to. That's beautiful because I think that we have a tendency. I know I certainly do. One of the first things I do in the morning is reach for my phone mm-hmm. and I do it because it's my alarm clock. It's right. my clock. I don't even have, right. I don't even have I know. like a <laughs> clock in my bedroom anymore. I was just talking to Ben about this. Like I just need a regular mm-hmm. clock so I don't have to touch my phone to know what time it is. Right. You know, so I reach for my phone. It's the very first thing I right. do. But I love that when you reach for your phone you're reaching for the word of God. And that is, that is certainly not a habit that I am in. Right. I love that. that but is it is one that you can become mm-hmm. to grow into. Because I think before there's, you know, there are so many issues we can get into about the phone and our time online. Mm. Please, I think about it every day and I pray the Lord to help me every day. Mm. But one of the things that I do know is that God can use anything to bring us back to him. And so for me, it has been that, that I have decided that I'm going to listen to it every day. And I was telling you, sometimes I get distracted and I have completely missed, like it's already done and I've completely missed it. So I just let it play all morning as I brush my teeth, as I make the bed, as I'm coming down the stairs until I get downstairs and everybody is like staring at me because they're still, you're still hearing me, my (laughs) Bible play. But for a while, it was also that as we made breakfast, Mm -hmm. it would go and it would continue to play and the kids would listen to it with me. And and then if they were going to school, which right now they're not going away, they're staying here, we would play it in the car the whole way there. So Mm -hmm. now we get to come together. So I turn it off, they eat, we get to come together, and then we get to spend time in the Word together. Yeah, with the kids. And the, and the word is like the background music to your life. And I think, do you, I, I've, I have the dwell app. Uh-huh. Um, I have not, it's, you can, you can choose different, you can put music on. Right. You, you can choose, choose different, different voices. Narrators, right. Correct. Mm-hmm. And you can choose different, like, books of the Bible or playlists. Mm-hmm. Different versions. Have, that, yeah. You know, depending on, like, the topic, if you want right. something. Right. In the praise category. But it's, mm-hmm. It's beautiful, but no, that's not where I am. That may not be where our listeners are. Right. We've talked about, you know, um, certainly not being um, perfect, right? This is right. why we need Christ, but mm-hmm. um, it being a practice and progress and a right. pursuit mm-hmm. um, of just trying to be more like Jesus every right. day and yeah. be an example to our children in our walk. And that's what we get to do when we are homeschooling and living life alongside right. them. Mm-hmm. We get to set these 
uh, rhythms that they get to see us walk and they get to see us stumble. Right. And then pick ourselves back up. Right. And keep trying and pursuing mm-hmm. and we are not righteous on our own. No. It's only through Christ. And so when you as a mom are feeling like, this is great, you guys, super, but I don't even want to do that. I don't have any desire. Mm-hmm. I have too many things on my list. I don't have time. It's not even sometimes a desire that we don't have. Mm-hmm. It's a desire we have and we don't have time to do it. Mm-hmm. But So what then? We were talking about um, Psalms 90 where... Moses is writing out this psalm and he says, teach us to number our days. And I believe wholeheartedly that if you pray and ask the Lord, A, to give you the desire Mm -hmm. to make the Bible, the Word of God, the study of the Word of God, a number one priority, he will do that for you. He will definitely um, hear your prayer and help you with that. Mm -hmm. So once again, I think our number one always comes back to prayer because I think there's nothing that we can do without the Lord, but he can help us. Yes. Love the word of God, prioritize it and come to it every day. And so I think that when we talk about spiritual warfare, we would just want you to be aware that it's coming. Mm. It might already be here. You might already feel really overwhelmed. Mm. You might already feel like this is too much. It's too intense. But I do want to remind you that it's not your battle. You stand firm with the armor of God, and then he fights for you. Mm -hmm. And he gives us what to fight with, and that's the word of God. So root yourself in the word of God and come back to prayer. Mm -hmm. When you feel like all is lost, know that Jesus always has the last word. Amen. And so we are going to be moving into um, the breath prayer time for this week. And it's going to come from Psalm 3.3. And it says, But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. And so the Lord is our shield that protects us all the way around our mind, body, and soul, but he doesn't leave it there, right? The grace of Jesus flows in, and he lifts up our head so that we can see the work of our hands established. So we get to catch glimpses of the goodness of God here in the land of the living as well. And so for the breath prayer, I just want to remind you again, take a deep breath in. And then let it out. And then the next time you take a deep breath in, you would say, Jesus, my shield, in you I am secure as you let that breath out. So once again, Jesus, my shield, in you I am secure. And so you will get, again, the um, screensaver so that you can be reminded of it. And like Rachel said last time, print it out, put it somewhere where you can see it. Paint yourself a chalkboard wall if you don't have one <laughs> yet. Maybe my number one advice as a veteran homeschooler. <laughs> I love and it. And then, you know, I, I didn't mention earlier, but um, <laughs> Daisy had asked me about my quiet time and I was mentioning that um, one of my strategies when I 
realize I haven't had my quiet time as often just to sneak out onto the porch where my mm-hmm. kids don't see me or know where I am. It's even better <laughs> if it's a little chilly outside. <laughs> but that is an excellent time to just whisper your breath prayer or sometimes just sit in the stillness and um, whisper your prayers to the Lord. And she was mm-hmm. reminding me um, before, and I want to remind you too, that the Lord hears those prayers and he answers them. Right. Yeah. In beautiful ways. And maybe when you're out on the porch, the tears slip out and you don't know what else to do but to cry. And I just want you to know that's okay. I want you to cry. I want you to let those tears come out because, you know, he sees every one of them and he saves them in a bottle and he does not overlook not a single one. So be blessed this week. You are loved, and we are praying for you. Yes, and let heaven come near. Amen.